brought hope into their lives. And God, they've been, they've been made new. There are marriages in the room and they thought it was over. They were about to walk out. But God, you, you've brought hope. You've brought peace. You, you're bringing restoration there. God, there's, there are people here in the room, God, they were maybe in the bondage of addiction and, and they had written themselves off. Their family had written themselves off, but God, you had not written them off. And God, you brought them here and just by being here today, they are a testimony. God, to your grace that Jesus transforms lives. And so Father, I, I thank you God, for what you have done here today. And God, I, I thank you for what you're going to do. God, I pray that you would speak to us in a very clear way today. God, I pray that you would be glorified, that you would be lifted up. God, that when we leave in just a few moments, we would all leave changed. And we ask this in the mighty name of Jesus. Amen. Amen. Well, hey, it is so good to have you guys here today. And before we jump in, uh, if you do have a Bible, so you can go ahead and be turning there, get ready for that. Uh, we're going to be in 1 Corinthians chapter 12. 1 Corinthians chapter 12 today. So if you've got a Bible, you can open up, you can go ahead and uh, find that. If you don't have a Bible at all, our ministry area there to the back, to your left in the back of the auditorium, we've got free Bibles for you. That's our gift to you today. We want to put one in your hands. So you take one of those, you take our next step for new believers, you take one of those, everything you need today, we, it's free, we just want to serve you, help you wherever you're at, you take one of those today, 1 Corinthians 12. But if you are a first-time guest with us today, let me just uh, give you a couple of announcements, uh, some things that we uh, want to put in front of you. We're pumped that you're here, we're excited that you're here if you're a first-time guest with us, and hopefully when you came in today, you got a connection card. A connection card, that's what we call it. It's a little white card. It's got our logo, all kinds of stuff on the back there. Just a great way for you to introduce yourself to us, for us to get to know you. And if you're a first-time guest today, we've got a free gift for you. So after the sermon here, in just a little bit, we're going to take up our offering. When those offering plates come around, everybody just put your uh, connection cards in there. First-time guests, everybody. But when you leave today, first-time guests... First time guests, you're our VIPs, we want to treat you right. We've got a free gift for you. So when you leave in the lobby, look to your right, uh, you'll see a t-shirt, a table rather, with all kinds of shirts and things on it. Free gift for you there. You just walk up and say, hey, it's my first time here. We've got a free gift for you today. We've got we, all kinds of stuff. Every first time guest, you get a free car today. I'm kidding. You don't get a free car. Don't get excited. This ain't Oprah. But we do have a free gift for you today. And so that's to your right when you leave. Don't forget that. We're going to remind you about that. We want to thank you so much for being here. And let me give you one more thing before we jump in, all right? This Wednesday is our Christmas celebration service, 6.30, right here in the forum, and it's going to be unbelievable. Now, here's what, I, last week, man, you guys did an awesome job. We had, a, we had 2,000 invite cards last week to our Christmas service. I don't even know if we have 100 left out there, but whatever's left out there, take them. Let's try to fill this place up next week. I mean, it's going to be an amazing time. If, uh, if you're on Facebook... Put it on Facebook that you're coming to the Christmas celebration service. There's an event page. Let's invite, invite, invite. You guys always go over, above, and beyond anything that we could expect you guys to do when we tell you to invite people. And listen, what we've seen this morning already is proof that when you bring people, when you invite, when you sow that seed, God can use it and transform lives. Well, anybody that just got baptized this morning say amen to that. Amen. Some of you guys came, got changed by Jesus, your life will never be the same. Why? Somebody invited you. And I'm telling you that happens all the time. It's going to happen this Wednesday. Now, if you're a parent and your kid is in the, and your children are in the Christmas play, that's going to be at the beginning of our service that night, 
You, be, you need to be here at 5.30. 5.30, they're going to go over the play one more time. Uh, but it's going to be a great time. After the service, we're going to have pictures uh, with Santa for the kids. If you're an adult, you want to get your picture taken with Santa, it's going to be real weird. We'll talk about you, but you can do that. Um, but, but that's right after the service. There's going to be all kinds of uh, finger foods and that sort of thing out there. We just want people to hang out, get to know everybody. It's going to be a great time. Wednesday, this Wednesday. Next Sunday is Christmas morning, Christmas Day, and we will not be having services that day. We are not having services on Christmas Day. Our Christmas service is Wednesday. So we just want to put that in front of you so that you will not try to come here next Sunday. We will not have services. That will be up on the Internet, Facebook, and that sort of thing. Don't forget, big Christmas celebration service this Wednesday, 6.30. Bring everybody you know. All right? It's going to be an awesome awesome time. We're going to get started here. We're going to jump in in 1 Corinthians chapter 12, like I said, so hopefully by now you've turned there. And, uh, and as, 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 we're, as we're building up to 1 Corinthians 12 today, uh, there's a good, good crowd here today, a lot of, a lot of uh, different faces, a lot of new faces. And here's one thing that I know about the crowd this morning. Here's one thing that I know about all of us today. One thing that I know about everybody in the room is that we are all different. We're all different. Uh, if, if, we, if we went around the room and took a survey, started asking questions, we'd find there's all kinds of different, different interests in the room. There's different tastes in the room. Uh, we are all different. And if you don't believe that, let me just prove it to you. Let me prove it to you that we are all different. Let me ask this. You answer this question by just simply raising your hand. I'm not going to ask you to do anything else. You should raise your hand. How many of you in here like camping? How many of anybody like to go camping? Like to go camping? A lot of hands go up. You can put your hands down. I just got to be honest with you. That doesn't make any sense to me. I don't understand camping. Now, let me tell you why I don't understand camping. Here's my struggle with camping. My struggle with camping is this. I don't get why you would work really hard for a whole year, and then you'd get the family together, and you'd say, all right, now we're going to pretend to be homeless for a week. I don't understand why that's a fun time. I mean, now listen, for me and my family, the, the, the roughest we're going to get is a holiday in. And that's it. I, I just don't get it. But listen, you like camping. I'm not really that into it. At the end of the day, it's because we're different. It's, it's, it's just because we're different. Uh, let, me, let me give you another, another example. And this one's touchy. This one's touchy, man. I hesitate to even go here. We have counselors in the back available for any emotional damage this does for anybody. But, but if you're here and you're a dog person, if, if you're a dog person, raise your hand. You, you're a dog person. I don't get that either. I don't get dog people. And, and the, let, me, let me just tell you why I'm, I'm on the cat team. Let me just tell you why I'm wearing the cat jersey and, and, instead of the dog jersey. Let me just tell you why I'm pro-cat uh, versus dog. It's nothing against dogs if you, have, if you have a dog. Love you. Jesus still loves you even though you own a dog. Um, I'm, I'm, just, I'm just saying. You just need to know that because some of you are wondering. Um, but but here, here's, here's my deal. I, I'm a runner. See, that's, that's, again, that's, that's, that's a different thing. I like to run. My family, you, maybe you think I'm crazy. You, my family would concur. They would say, yes, that's true. I, I like to run. And here's one of the things that happens if you're a runner. And you know this if you own a dog. Anytime a dog sees something that's moving, the dog thinks what? They got to chase it. Right? I mean, you've seen this before, right? You drive by a dog, you're in a car. The dog thinks what about your car? I got to catch that car. I, I, need to, I need to catch that car. I don't know what would happen if they caught the car, but that's in their head. And you see this happen all the time. You drive by the, you drive by the dog, and it just runs after your car. Right? This happens to me all the time. You run by a dog. Right? Even here at Summit, uh, earlier this month, some of you came to Summit because you got one of our door hangers on the door. And literally, literally in the past couple of months, I mean, just building up to uh, uh, starting the church here in August, September, 
literally, we passed out thousands of door hangers all over Hazard and Perry County. And I just got to be honest with you, there would be times I would walk up to somebody's house, a dog would come off the porch, and I would, I would just pray and I'd say, Jesus, you're just going to take them to another church because I'm not inviting them to Summit because they've got a dog. They've got a dog, right? I, 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 mean, I mean, this happens, this happens, every, uh, this happens every single time, right? You, you, the dog sees you, dog sees you, you run by a dog, you walk by, he thinks, chase that person. I'm going to buy cats on the other hand. Don't do that. You don't drive by a cat and all of a sudden see a cat say, let's get that thing. Right? I mean, i got to tell you, as a runner or as somebody that, you know, invites people to church a lot of times using door hangers and that sort of thing, when I walk up to a house with a dog on it, the dog thinks, I'm going to eat this guy. When I walk up to a house with a cat there, the cat looks, oh, this is what just cats do. This is my experience with cats. You walk up to a house with a dog, the dog chases you. All my experience with cats, cat looks at me, cat just starts to lick itself. I don't understand. That's all cats do. Cats lick themselves, and I'm fine with that as long as you don't chase me and eat me. I'm fine with it. That's why I'm pro-cat. That's, that's why I'm sporting the cat jersey today. But we're just different. That's all it is. It's just difference. We're, we're, just, we're just different in some areas. Right? Probably like different music than I do. Probably like different music than the person in the aisle with you today. Maybe you like a different sports team than the person sitting next to you today. At the end of the day, we're all different. We've all got differences. But see, one of the things that I love about, uh, about what God does is God takes different people from different backgrounds, different races, different classes, and what he does is he puts them together, all these different people, and he makes the church. God takes different people from all over and he makes the church. And the thing that, that they have in common, the thing that we as a church, we have in common, and maybe you're here today and this is your first time and I don't know your church background, I don't know where you're at, but, but if you're here today and you say, yeah, you know what, I'm a part of this, then what we have in common at the end of the day and what's brought us here is Jesus has brought us here. Jesus is who we have in common. And, and I just got to say, if, if, it, isn't it awesome to see what we saw this morning, to see all these people baptized last month, 13, today, I think at least 9, maybe 10, I can't remember how many we baptized this morning. But it's just awesome to see that kind of thing, isn't it? Isn't it? And listen, 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 listen. If, if we as a church, if you want to continue to see that kind of thing, then it means that you say, that I say, that it means, it means that all of us, we say, we are in this together. We're in this together. And so that's our fifth core value. If you're here today, you're new, we're in a series called Family Values. And every week we're just putting on the table different core values, things we believe as a church, define how we operate, how we work as a church. And today we're talking about the fact that we are in this together. And here, here's what I mean by that. What that means is that every teenager, every adult, every single person says, hey, you know what, I am going to do what I can to see this church be the church that God wants it to be. I'm going to do what I can to see the impact made that God wants to make through this church because we're all in this together. It's not one person, it's not a couple people, it's all of us. We're all in this together. And that's the picture that God gives for the church. So if you've got a Bible, we're going to read in 1 Corinthians 12. And actually, we're going to read quite a bit from 1 Corinthians chapter 12. We're going to read verses 4 through 6, and then we're going to skip down, and we're going to read verses 12 all the way through 27. And before we read this, let me just kind of set up 
what's happening here in these verses. Because when we read them, you can think, wow, these are difficult to understand. What's happening here is Paul is talking about the church. And I don't know if you know anything about the Bible. I don't know what your uh, church background is. But if you don't know anything about the Apostle Paul, before the Apostle Paul met Jesus, he killed Christians for a living. So this is a bad guy. So if you're here today and you think, Mark, you don't know my past. You don't know what I've done. God can't forgive me. There's no hope for me. Listen, if there's hope for a guy like Paul, it's hope for you. If God, if God can save a guy like Paul, if God can save a guy like me, I'm telling you, I don't care what your background is, it's not greater than the grace, love, and mercy of Jesus Christ. And so God saves this guy named Saul, changes his name to Paul, and he ends up writing most of the New Testament. And here he is, he's writing to a church in a city called Corinth, and he's talking about the church. And, and what he's doing here, he's talking about how, how this church, if this church is going to be everything that God wants it to be, then it means that everybody in that particular church, if they've got to say, we are in this together. They've got to be unified on it. And so the illustration that Paul's going to use, he's going to talk about the human body. And he's going to say that the human body has all kinds of different parts, but at the end of the day, all those different parts make one body. Church works the same way. So let's read this. Let's read 1 Corinthians chapter 12. Verses 4 through 6, and then we'll skip down to verse 12. We'll read the rest of it. It says this. Now, there are varieties of gifts, but the same Spirit. And there are varieties of service, but the same Lord. And there are varieties of activities, but it is the same God who empowers them all in everyone. Everyone. Mark that down. We're going to come back to that. Verse 12. For just as the body is one and has many members, and all the members of the body, though many are one body, so it is with Christ. For in one spirit we were all baptized into one body, Jews, Greeks, slaves, free, and all were made to drink of one spirit. For the body does not consist of one member, but of many. If the foot should say, because I'm not a hand, I do not belong to the body, that would not make it any less a part of the body. And if the ear should say, because I'm not an eye, I do not belong to the body, that would not make it any less a part of the body. If the whole body were an eye, where would be the sense of hearing? If the whole body were an ear, where would be the sense of smell? But as it is, God arranged the members in the body, each one of them as he chose. If all were a single member, where would the body be? As it is, there are many parts, yet one body. The eye cannot say to the hand, I have no need of you, nor again the head to the feet. I have no need of you. On the contrary, the parts of the body that seem to be weaker are indispensable. And on those parts of the body that we think less honorable, we bestow the greater honor. And our unpresentable parts are treated with greater modesty which our more presentable parts do not require. But God has so composed the body, giving greater honor to the part that lacked it, that there may be no division in the body, but that the members may have the same care for one another. If one member suffers, all suffer together. If one member is honored, all rejoice together. Verse 27, last one. Now you are the body of Christ and individually members of it. See, I think if we're going to say today that we're all in this together... I think there's two truths, really, that Paul brings out in these verses that I want us to focus on this morning. Two things that Paul brings out in these verses that I want us to see this morning. First thing is that everyone is gifted. Everyone is gifted. If you're here, you're a believer in Jesus Christ, everybody who is a Christian is gifted. How many of you have ever seen, you've ever seen those bumper stickers that families have, parents have on the back of their car that say, my child is an honor student at so-and-so school? You ever seen those before? Some of you guys, you have those. I just got, maybe, maybe you're here and you were a student and your family got one of those because of you. I just got to be honest with you, my family never worried about getting one of those bumper stickers. 
I don't know what it's like to get one of those bumper stickers. I don't know if they had like a ceremony where they bestowed the honor student bumper sticker upon you. I don't know how that works, but my family never got one of those. I, I actually, I was thinking about this this week, and I saw a bumper sticker this week that said, my kid can beat up your honor student. I love that one. Um, there you go. But it makes you feel good, right? If you're here, you've got that on your, on, on your car. That's your, that's your child. It makes you feel good. My kid's an honor student. They work hard. It makes you feel good, right? If it's about you, if you're the, if you're the child, if you're the kid, that, that bumper sticker's about you, it makes you feel good. See, Paul is not saying that everybody is gifted in this passage. We're going to see it again in verse 6. He's not saying this to make us feel good. He's saying it because it's true. See, again, if you've got your Bible open, look at verse 6. He says, there are varieties of activities, but it's the same God who empowers them all in, here's our word, everyone. Listen to me. If you're here and you're a Christian, if you're here and you're a Christian, you've given your life to Jesus Christ, you've went to God and you've confessed to God that you're a sinner, you've given your life to Jesus Christ, then today, right now, as you sit here, the Holy Spirit of God lives in you. You may not feel that that's true. You may say, wow, I don't feel that. I just don't know if that's true. If you're a Christian, that's true. As you said in the chair, the Holy Spirit of God lives in you. And the Holy Spirit has done a lot of things in your life. And the Holy Spirit will continue to do a lot of things in your life. But one of the things that the Holy Spirit has done in your life, if you're a Christian, is He's given you spiritual gifts. He's given you spiritual gifts so that you can use in the church to help that church be what God wants it to be. He's given you spiritual gifts so that you can use those gifts to serve the church, to make an impact in the world. So listen to me. If you're here, you're writing notes. Take this down. Remember this statement. You were saved to serve. If you're here, you'd say you're a Christian, then you were saved to serve. You were saved to serve. I'm convinced that one of the reasons so many churches struggle, so many churches close down, so many churches barely make a ripple of an impact is because so many Christians don't use the gifts the Holy Spirit of God has given them. He's given you gifts. And what He expects you to do, what He wants to do, the Holy Spirit of God in you burns to use those gifts to serve and to make an impact. And so the question that I always get at this point, and it's a great question, the question I always get is, well, Mark, how can I know the gifts that the Holy Spirit has given to me? That's a great question. How can I know the gifts that the Holy Spirit of God has given to me? Listen, that would take a long time to answer. But just let me give you something you can put in your back pocket and try to work this through with yourself. Let me give you three questions you can think through with yourself to try to determine the gifts the Holy Spirit of God has given you. The first question you should ask yourself is this. What are you passionate about? What are you passionate about? See, because God has wired you in such a way that your passions, or maybe you can think of it another way, what are you burdened about? You see something in the church, you see something in the world, and you think someone has got to do something about that. See, God's wired you in such a way that you shouldn't ignore those things because probably the burdens that He's given you, the passions that He's given you, He's given them to you so that you can make an impact. What are you passionate about? See, some of you are here, and this has happened. Some of you are here, you're passionate about teenagers. I've had people come up to me, Mark, I'm passionate about seeing teenagers have a close relationship with Jesus. And you want to serve teenagers. You want to start amazing things for, stud for students. In fact, uh, from that, we've determined our student ministry at Summit will launch August 2012. We're going to have all kinds of events next year to build up to that. But you're here, you're passionate about teenagers. Maybe you're passionate about kids. You're passionate about kids and seeing kids walk with Jesus their entire lives and passionate about 
families loving Jesus together. You're passionate about those things. What are you passionate about? Because God probably wants to use you in those areas. Some of you are passionate about making an impact and serving people. That's why the Ronald McDonald uh, impact, the, the Ronald McDonald donations, they're out there in the lobby, they're at all the McDonald's in town. A couple people that, who got baptized today put that together. Why? Because they were passionate about serving. Thanksgiving back, we served 84 families, free turkeys for Thanksgiving this past uh, Thanksgiving, just a few weeks ago. That came as a result of passion. What are you passionate about? Another thing, what are you effective at? What are you good at? What are some things that you've tried to do and God has just used those things? God has blessed them. Maybe you're here, you've got a musical background. You sing, you play an instrument. God's used that to impact people. Maybe you're here, you've organized events. Those events have come together. God has used those events to impact people. What are you effective at? Now see, but when we say what are you effective at, something you shouldn't think is this. You shouldn't think, okay, well I should figure out what I'm good at and only do that. And then when I see there's a need in another area, just ignore it because I'm not gifted there. Now, see, your attitude needs to be, wherever there's a need, I'm going to help meet that need. Wherever there's a need, I'm going to try to meet that need. But what are you effective at? Let me ask you another one, last one, number three. What are you naturally talented at? What are you naturally talented at? Because some of you are here and you're new to the faith. A lot of you are here and you're new Christians. And you were good at things in your past. And now that you've met Jesus, you look at your life and you say, you know what, I think Jesus could use that to help people. We've got all kinds of guys who are here and they're great with technology and audio and all kinds of things. That's something in your past that God can use now. Maybe you're here, you've got a church background or you're naturally effective with numbers and with finances and that sort of thing. I know that there are people here and you've helped other churches in that regard. See, for me, I'm not good at that. Math is a fear of mine. Anybody else who's afraid of math in the room? I'm convinced. Hands are going up. It's revival. Just broke out. This is awesome. I'm convinced the Bible says that when Jesus comes back, he's going to throw all of his enemies into hell, and math is an enemy of Jesus, and he will throw it to hell. Amen. That just felt good to say. Praise God. But I'm not good at math. Like, 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 if, like if I'm put in a situation where I have to add something, I physically begin to melt. Some of you, though, that's a good time. Number one, you're weird. And number two, we could use you because I hate to add Praise the Lord, that felt great. But what are you naturally good at? You should, you should look at those things. See, we could go on and on and on and on and on, but here's the thing, I don't want you to miss this. Do not miss this. If you've genuinely met Jesus, the Holy Spirit of God in you is going to cause you to love Jesus, to want to serve Jesus, to want to make an impact in Jesus' name, and He will lead you to use the gifts that He's given you. And if that doesn't happen, then you should ask yourself, why not? Why, why am I not led that way? Well, you're, you're talking about being fired up for Jesus, loving Jesus, wanting to serve Jesus. I, I don't know if I'm tracking with that. I just don't want to go to hell. Then we need to have a conversation. Because if that's not where you're at, there is a good indication. Listen, I'm not saying that you're not a Christian, but I am saying that today you've got some business you need to do with the Lord. Make sure you know where you're at. Because if you're a Christian, everybody's good. And from that, number two, everybody matters. Everybody's gifted, and everybody matters. This is exactly why he says, verse, verse 21, well, verse 14. This is exactly why he says, verse 14, for the body does not consist of one member, but of many. The body doesn't consist of one member, but of many. Here's what he means. The church shouldn't be about one individual. 
This is not just about one person's personality. It's not about the preacher. It's not about somebody up on stage. It's it's not about one person. It's about everybody being in this together because at the end of the day, this is about Jesus. We want people to be transformed by Jesus. We want people to meet Jesus. We want to celebrate Jesus. We want to lift up and worship and see Jesus glorified because this is about Jesus, isn't it? This is about Jesus. Jesus is who we love. Jesus is who we want to honor. We're doing this every week, week in, week out because of Jesus and everybody matters there. Think about it. Church, if you want to continue to, don't you want to continue to see what you've seen this morning, all these people baptized? Don't, don't you want to be a part of something that impacts not only this region, but this state and this country and this world? Don't you want to be a part of something like that? Don't you want to be a part of something that leaves a legacy long after you die for your kids and your grandkids and their kids and the generations of your family that, are never, that you're never going to meet except in heaven, but because of what you've done, what God's done here through this church, you've left a legacy and your family is impacted, this region's impacted because it's about Jesus. Don't you want to be a part of that? I think you do. I think you do. And if we want to be a part of it and if we want to see it, then it means we're all in. So really practically, Mark, what does that mean for me? Let me tell you what that means for me. For some of you, here's exactly what it means for you. You need to step up and serve. You need to step up and serve. Maybe you come in here every week and you look around and and, and the church is growing. And listen, consistently, we've grown every single week. Last week, we were just shy of 200 people. God's just doing amazing things. Every week, we continue to grow. And so maybe you come in here and you look around and you think, hey, you know what? This church is manned pretty well. This church has everything everything that they need. No, we don't. Because we need you. See, let me, get you, let me just give you an example. Let me just give you an example. Summit Kids, our kids' area. Our kids' area back there in those two rooms, for the past two weeks alone, our kids' area, they've had 50 people combined in those kids' rooms. 50 people. Now, here's what that means. Here's what that means. If all the kids in our kids' area organized and formed a mutiny, they would win. If they wanted to take over, they could single-handedly take hostage all of our kids' workers, and there's nothing that would stop them from coming in here, a bunch of little kids, biting our ankles, taking over. They can win. And listen, I know some of you are like, my kids would never do that. Listen, my kids are back there, and I know my kids enough that they've probably got all the workers hogtied already. Listen, my kids, my kids, when they don't get what they want, they bite. I mean, I'm just telling you. So what does that mean? It means... Maybe, we, maybe you should be back there. Guest services, people who come in and they greet every single week. One of the awesome things is we get, we get comments and messages, emails every single week. Thank you for the card. I've never gotten a card that just said thanks for coming. Thanks for the voicemail. Thanks for the, thanks for the phone call. Thanks for that second step, that second touch that you gave me. It caused me to come back. It impacted my life. Maybe you need to step up and maybe you need to serve. And it's easy to do. All you've got to do, flip the card over, the connection card, check the box and get involved. Some of you here, you know what you need to do? Maybe God is leading you to begin to give. To begin to tithe. You say, wow, it's really tight. And I know that the Bible calls us to tithe at least 10% of our income. Well, maybe you can't start, start there. But maybe you can work your way up to that. You know, we're going to take up the offering here in just a little bit. And what we say here, every, what we say here all the time, this, this, it's, not about, it's not about money. We're not trying to, to get all your money or anything like that. Here's what we want for you. Here's what we want in every single sermon. Here's what we want every single Sunday, week in, week out at Summit. We want God's best for you. 
Once you take the next step, maybe that's the next step for you. Or maybe the step that you need to take is you need to give your life to Jesus Christ because here, as we're talking, you know and God knows. Hey, Mark, that, all that talk about the Holy Spirit leading me to do stuff, leading me to love Jesus, leading me to want to serve Jesus, I've never experienced that. I just didn't want to go to hell. And listen, listen, if that's where you're at, let me talk to you. I want all your attention right here, right now. If that's you, nobody wants to go to hell. I understand that. But Christianity is not get out of hell. Eternity in heaven will not be you and me looking at each other saying, wow, didn't we dodge a bullet? It's not what it's going to be. Eternity will be all about Jesus. And so if you're here, you say, say, Mark, I've never experienced that. I do not know if I have a relationship with Jesus Christ. And today's the day to start one. And you don't go out and keep a bunch of rules to start one. You, you don't go out and try to clean yourself off to start one. You come right now, just as you are, where you sit, with all your baggage, and all your junk, and your past, and what it, whatever it is, wherever you're at, and you just go to God just as you are, and you say, Jesus, you know it all. You know everything about me still died for me. Forgive me for my sins. Come into my life. Save me. I want to live for you. If you're here and you've never experienced having a saving relationship with Jesus Christ, you don't know what I'm talking about when I'm talking about experiencing how the Holy Spirit works in you and He wants to use you and lead you to serve, then listen, today's the day that you can begin a relationship with Jesus. Don't leave. Don't leave second-guessing yourself. Don't leave, oh, well, you know what? There was that one time when I was little and I prayed that prayer in church. And I was told, hey, because I prayed that prayer, I'm a Christian. Hey, because I prayed that prayer, I'm not going to hell. Yeah, you prayed that prayer, but do you have a relationship with Jesus? You prayed that prayer when you were five. Here you are. You're in your 30s. And you know, and God knows, it's made no difference. See, this is not something that you just play around with. This is not something that you assume that you can work out later on. God, because He loved you so much before the foundation of the world, planned that He would bring you here to summit today because He wanted to speak to you, get your attention, cause you to know, hey, Jesus loves you, and today, change your life. Today, change your life. I don't know your church background. I don't know what you think about what, you're, what you've experienced today. We're not, we're not people who have it all together. We're forgiven people. God can do the same thing in your life. Would you bow your heads and pray with me? Father, I thank you that the Holy Spirit comes and lives inside of every single Christian and gives to every single Christian gifts and abilities to serve. And so, Father, I pray for every single Christian that you would just show them. God, show them what you want them to do. Holy Spirit, lead them. Maybe it's serving in a particular area. Maybe it's starting some outreach in their neighborhood. Maybe it's starting a prayer group or a Bible study at their school. 
But Holy Spirit, here's what I know. I know, Holy Spirit, that because you live in the life of every single Christian, you never want us to stay where we are. You're always pushing us and urging us to take the next step. How many of you are here today, you're a Christian? Keep your heads down, your eyes closed. How many of you are here today, you're a Christian, and you would say, Mark, I want to do whatever the Holy Spirit wants me to do. I want to serve. I want my life to count and to be used for God. Would you slip your hand up right now? Slip your hand. Hands are going up all over the room. All over the room. You put those hands down. Listen, if that's you, you just put your hand up. I just want you to stay in, a, stay in, a, stay in an attitude of prayer and just ask God, God, what do you want me to do? God, what should my life look like? How do you want me to plug into here at Summit? God, what do you want me to do in my neighborhood? Holy Spirit, how do you want me to use you? Some of you, though, you didn't raise your hands. And maybe you didn't raise your hand because you know deep down this isn't for everybody, but maybe this is for somebody. Maybe you didn't raise your hand because you know deep down you're not a Christian. You do not have a relationship with Jesus Christ. And today you can start one. Today you can be changed. Today is the day of your salvation. And if you're here and you say, I want a relationship with Jesus, I want a new chance, I want a second, a second, second chance and a new start, I want to be forgiven, I want to have purpose in my life that comes from God, if you want that today, you want to give your life to Jesus, then here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to pray a prayer. This is not magic words. It just helps people a lot of times in this uh, circumstance. And you just pray this silently where you're at. You pray this to God. You go to Him and you pray. You say, Dear Lord Jesus, thank You for dying for me. I give my life to You. Forgive me for my sins. Come into my life. And save me. Use me. I love You. If you just prayed that prayer, nobody's looking around. If you just prayed that prayer, I'm going to count to three. And when I say three, would you just raise your hand and then put it back down? Just raise your hand just to indicate I've made that decision. Mark, I want to live for Jesus. I want to give Him my life for the first time today. One, two, three. Would you just raise your hand if that's you? There's a hand right there. One, two, anybody else? Any hand? You can go ahead and put your hands down. Any other hands? God bless you. Father, thank you that you use us, God. Thank you that you brought us here today, God. Thank you that, that we're a part of something so much bigger than ourselves, your church. And so, Father, I pray that, that, that as we, are begin to be, we begin to close our service, God, that when we leave, what you've done today, what you've spoken into our lives would never leave us. Father, we love you. It's in your name. Amen. Hey, guys, if you just made a first-time decision for Christ, here's what I want you to do. I want you to flip your card over, and if you just made the decision to give your life to Jesus or you want to follow Him in baptism, here's what I want you to do. There's a box there on your card. Will you just check that? And as our ushers who are going to come front, up front right now, we, uh, we get ready to take up our offering, you put your connection cards in there. Regular attenders, first-time guests, wherever you're at, you put those connection cards in the offering as they uh, take that up today. And indicate on the back that you've made that decision. Any decision you've made today, we want to know about it. Maybe there's an issue in your life and you want people to join you in prayer, write that down. We want to pray about that with you. If you want to volunteer today, you check that. Any decision you've made today, just check it. Just, just make that decision. And you can put those in our offering plate as they come around. And we take this time every single week. We like to do this after our service as a part of the invitation just to simply say, God, we, we belong to you. We belong to you. That's why we give. Guys, 
I love you more than you know. Our band is going to play us out and dismiss us. Hey, you come back Wednesday. It's going to be an amazing time. If you're a first-time guest, don't forget out there to your right, we've got a free gift for you guys today. Love you guys more than you know. Our, our ushers are going to take up the offering. Our band's going to play us out, and they'll dismiss us. God bless you guys. See you Wednesday night. are finishing the offering let's be reminded of the reason why we exist when we leave here this morning let's stand to our feet as we are dismissed as we sing glory to God glory to God glory to God forever glory to God Glory to God, glory to God. Sing, take my life. Take my life and let it be all for you and for your glory. Take my life and let it be yours. We sing. Take my life and let it be all for you and for your glory. Take my life and let it be your voices one more time. Glory to God. Glory to God, glory to God, glory to God forever. We sing to you, God. Glory to God, glory to God, glory to God forever. We want to thank you for joining us for worship this morning at Summit Community Church. We pray you go in peace. God bless you guys. You're dismissed.
Yeah.